Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And in today's episode, we are chatting all about dun, 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 thrifting, <laughs> but not just any kind of thrifting. I want to talk about thrifting for ourselves. I know this is a crazy concept, right? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> as resellers, we always think about thrifting to sell, right? But um, being a reseller has really changed the way both Jen and myself shop. So we thought, why not chat about all the brands that we pick up secondhand that aren't necessarily great for reselling? So we're all about the hunt, right? Finding great brands. But what we want to really talk about is secondhand finds that you normally might pass on, why we like them, and for which categories. All right, guys, this is going to be a juicy episode, lots of content. So we will see you at the table. Um, this is fun because we like yes. shopping. We do love to shop. <laughs> that We should start with that, that we definitely are shoppers. Before yeah. reselling or anything yeah. else, I always loved shopping. I always loved fashion too. Yeah. And I know but you're the same. I also love grocery shopping. I'm a weirdo. Like the grocery <laughs> store is relaxing to me. I just like the act of the transaction. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I can, I can see that. Like I like to go into the grocery store, pop, pop my like podcast in and yes. just like go through the aisles and everything. I don't know. It's very therapeutic. There really yes. is truly a thing when it comes to retail therapy, I think. Oh, absolutely. And at my favorite grocery store, they have two favorite grocery, grocery stores to do this in Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. My favorite. <gasps> yes. Whole Foods, three hours, easy. Up and down the vitamin aisle, into the beauty oh. section, right? There's just so much to look at. And then when you go to like, oh, the warm food section, you're like, yes, I want to eat everything. <laughs> and then the bakery. There's so many great things about grocery stores. I don't know why you guys don't like it. It's very, very I relaxing. I do. I like grocery stores. The only thing I don't like about grocery stores is the act of like putting the stuff in my cart. Putting it, it on the conveyor cart, belt. To put it back in the cart. <laughs> take it out of the cart. To put it back in the cart. To go home. To put it- <laughs> I know. I know. There's a lot of steps. There's a lot of steps. But it is a relaxing adventure for me. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say before we get into the episode that before reselling, I personally didn't ever thrift. That was not something that I did. I was a discount shopper, but not mm-hmm. a thrifter where Jen, on the other hand, was always a thrifter. So we have two different perspectives on this. We definitely do. We definitely do. Discount shopper, hundred percent, always. I think it, um, you know, I always liked fashion, but I didn't have the money, right, mm. to to buy what I wanted to buy. So always, everything always had to be discounted, or I had to figure out a way on how to get what I wanted, um, you know, either at a discounted price or in a thrift store. Um, and I would make it sometimes too. That was also a big thing too. So yes, I've always been into thrifting. I remember being a small kid and going into Goodwills and finding really cool pieces and, you know, um, stitching them up and trying, you know, just trying different things. And even in the toy section, being a kid and looking at the toys. So thrifting has always been a part of my life. Do you think there's a difference between East coast and West coast? Like even going back in time, do you think that on the West coast thrifting has just been something that's been a little more normalized maybe because of the culture that's out there and how expensive everything is we're here on the East coast. I feel like the outlets and stuff are a little more normalized than we'll go back, you know, to that time period. I think now thrift stores are almost as normalized as outlet stores, but previously I'd say outlets here were kind of like the big thing. Um, you know, I think that thrift stores, it's just been more normal to shop at thrift stores and it was, um, just more popular out here a lot sooner than it was on the East coast. I know a lot of people 
went to the thrift stores for, you know, for finding those cool vintage pieces, things that were discarded. It wasn't necessarily for reselling or maybe it was, and I just didn't know. But to be honest with you, a lot of it was just like, you know, you have kids and clothes is expensive and you just need to get some stuff, some new things for the new school year. Or, you know, you really want to find some cool vintage pieces that like you're, you were super into and vintage wasn't a big thing back then, you know, yeah. but I know a lot of people in California, it has been very popular for a very long time. Um, outlets shopping has also been very popular too out here, I would say. But I did see a big difference when I came from the West Coast to the East Coast. Mm. I remember when I first started reselling out in Massachusetts, I feel like no one ever went to Savers. No (laughs) one ever did anything. And it was, it was a little bit of a stigma towards it, which was Mm -hmm. something that I definitely did not feel out in California. I think there was a bit of a stigma, maybe back when I was a a younger child. Yes, there was. But I remember everybody shopping at the thrift stores, particularly around Halloween. Oh, Halloween was like, Savers was the place to go for Halloween. Yeah. And I I started going to Savers when I was a teacher in preschool because I needed books and I needed like random toys or random things that I couldn't go to Lakeshore Learning and spend. I mean, I was like 23, 24, like I'm young. I can't spend $100 on a toy for my classroom. So I'd go to Savers. Yeah. But to be honest with you, for me, thrifting when I was younger, it wasn't like I was going there to pick out my a new wardrobe, if that makes sense, or like look for stuff for myself. Like I was there looking like, like I remember in like junior high, like Adidas was really, really popular. And I knew it wasn't at the discount stores. So I would go to the thrift store specifically looking for Adidas stuff, you know, so Mm. that like I could find and I could be cool, you know, with the cool kids and wear Adidas. And, and I remember I found an Adidas track jacket and I, I was so excited. I remember it was on the mannequin. I saw it. I asked my mom to please stop at the store, you know, and we went in and I bought it and it was like a men's extra large. And I was like, who cares? Like a 60 pound, like scrawny little kid. who was like, (laughs) I don't care. I want it, you know? And I, and I felt so cool that I had the jacket that everybody wanted, but those jackets were so expensive. So it was more for like the treasure hunt. I would have to say, not necessarily for me to go and buy everything in my wardrobe, but I don't know. I never felt like it was anything bad. I loved shopping at the thrift store, but there was a, definitely a stigma b- around it. I think for a long time, yeah. it wasn't popular, right? Yeah. I'd say over the last three years or so, three, maybe four years, it's become a li- It well, definitely right now, present day, it's more normal. Um, it's very popular, very popular right. shop there. I will right. say that the, the people that go there in the last so different. In Massachusetts, yes. And, and, in, and, in, and, in, and in California, the same thing too. Um, but the people that are there, it's so different. Mm-hmm. So different, right? Mm-hmm. I would say even like two years ago, pre-craziness of the world, it was mostly resellers, elderly people going in or like families going in trying to get different things for, you know, the kids that they have and whatnot. Um, and then since 2020 to now, now it's just anyone and everyone yeah, is going in there and it's always busy and you can't really pinpoint who's doing what now. Like it was a little bit easier to spot a reseller. It's not as easy now. No, I would, I would agree with you on that. Lots of times I see so many kids there. When I mean kids, I mean like Xennials, (laughs) you know, that are there and they're picking up the most 
outrageous stuff. I think I that don't I, understand it. Half of it's destroyed, broken and dirty. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> they're all about it though. And, and I'm like, oh, they're not a reseller, you know, or something. But yeah, it is true. Like you don't know who's in the thrift stores anymore. It's just an eclectic group of people now. Yeah. Um, which is, which is really cool. You know, I'm really glad that like thrifting is no longer seen as like something that only poor people do. Like, it's stupid. It's a stupid concept. It absolutely but that was the stigma. But that was the stigma. Let's be honest. That's what it and was. And it still is. Because if you watch all those like TikToks and reels and whatever, I don't watch any of them. But from what mm-hmm. I hear in the community is that Gen Zers are saying that resellers take away from the poor. Well, well, no, that's not. First of all, it's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. And second of all, everyone's shopping there now. So in theory, you're taking away from the poor too, then aren't you Gen Z? Because you're mm-hmm. buying things in surplus for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you're looking for the same brands that I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so anyway. Funny. Um, side note, before we get into the, the episode, um, two things, one, thank you to everyone who's, who listened to the last episode where we, um, what did we talk about in the last episode? Oh my God, my brain. What do we, Oh my God. What did we talk um, about in the last episode? Guys, this is bad. It's Friday though. So you it's really Friday. And even I this. can't remember. Never have I, I ever. Like, wow. I remembered it for a second and I was like, oh, I know what it is. And then I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who listened. Never, ever, never have I ever. So many of you guys reached out and were so happy about the episode. You were agreeing with different things that we said, or you felt like you could resonate with some of the things that we talked about. So I'm glad you guys really liked that episode. Secondly, I was at the thrift store today and every Gen Z girl that was in there, cause it's warm out. It's like, it's in the seventies in the last few days mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. nice out. Every single one had the, the bras, the bralettes and the corset tops with the bellies out. <laughs> like the bralettes were see-through guys. So, you know, we talked about in the spring trends, how like bras were going to be a thing. Oh no, they were a thing. I saw it oh, in real life. They're definitely a thing. It's I don't like it. <laughs> oh, I don't either. I don't either. Like it at all. <laughs> But we know, no we know how we feel that we know how we feel about a lot of this, <laughs> this type of fashion, right? I just wanted so. to say, I saw it out in the wild. It's a real thing. Kids are really doing it. They're wearing bras. That just blows my mind. That yeah. absolutely blows my mind. I'm right. Wrong. Back to the episode. Back to the episode. So our personal love. So really our personal love for like secondhand shopping. Um, but then like once I moved to California and I got older too. I kind of learned about consignment stores. I didn't know about Mm. consignment stores really. I always, when I was growing up, consignment stores to me were like, were like rich ladies donated all of their stuff. And I was like, they were like, to me, I considered them like older rich ladies. So it really wasn't something that I would be into to shopping for myself, if that makes sense. Right. Um, so yeah, like, and and there's actually, there was quite a few of thrift stores. I think that that used to be them, not thrift stores, consignment stores that used to be the case. Um, but then, you know, I kind of started popping into a few here and there and started finding some cool brands that I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I could actually get some things that I want. And I remember I had, um, there's a couple of thrift stores here. Sorry, I keep seeing thrift stores, consignment stores that um, it's called Double Take. There was one in Carlsbad. There was one in Encinitas and in Solana Beach, if you're from the area, so you guys can know. Um, but my favorite one is in Solana beach. And I remember I used to go there and that's where I would get like my designer handbags, Mm. you know, because I wanted them. I wanted like Mark Jacobs. I wanted all that stuff. And, um, you know, my fry boots, all these things. And I got them all there at consignment. And so that was how I evolved from, from thrift, thrift stores. And then I started going to consignment stores and getting all those 
fancier pieces, right. right. That I really wanted, but I couldn't afford to, to get them new or, nor did I want to, honestly, I think that, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Daniela. Um, even as I've gotten older and I have more means to get things that I want, it's very hard for me to justify to mm-hmm. spend X amount of dollars on certain amount of things, just because like, I wasn't really raised that way, I guess, to be spending, you know, three, $400 on a handbag. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. it's hard for me even today to, 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 to do that. I don't think I can, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to do that, to be honest with you. It's, there's a lot of factors, right? So like the first factor is I think being a reseller takes that allure out of buying things retail price big mm-hmm. time because of the things that we find that may not necessarily be in our size, but the brands that we find to resell. So seeing those price points makes it really hard to pay retail for certain things. Mm-hmm. I also think it depends on the type of piece that you're investing in. So I think if you're at a consignment store, okay, let's just say you're at a consignment store and there is a Chanel boy bag there and it's, I don't know, $800 instead of $5,000, right? Right, right. At that point, as difficult as it's going to be, if you have the means to do this, right? As difficult as it is to pay $800 for that bag, you know the value of that bag. And you know that it could re- it can retail and resale for upwards of $5,000. Would you do it? Would you spend the 800 on it? Obviously think about it and go back and forth on it, hold it in your hand and be like, is it really worth to spend $800 on? If you had the $800 and it was like play money to you, obviously mm-hmm. that's not, we don't have $800, it's play money. But if we did, <laughs> would you do it? Right, right. I, would. I on, Honestly, like I, I couldn't give you an answer. I yeah. honestly could I would, but it yeah. would take a lot in me to do. Like I would probably be in that, in that store for three or four hours before I actually made the decision of, yes, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Like that, that's, and maybe at that point I shouldn't get it kind of thing. No. And you know, I think it depends you, on the piece. I really do. I think yeah. it depends on the piece. Yeah. It's, it's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, I, I think it does depend on the piece. Um, but you're right. It's just something that's like an internal struggle, right. Mm-hmm. That you have. Cause you're just like, you, you, even if you knew it was a good deal and everything, it's not like right away, you would just like plop the credit card down. No, right? unless I was a millionaire. Well, then that'd be a different story. What's $800 to a millionaire? Nothing. It's pocket <laughs> change, right? I'm not a millionaire. But this actually I'm a state a employee. Good... <laughs> <laughs> but this real. actually brings up a really good point about like thrifting, right? It's self for yourself and just how reselling has changed your outlook, mm-hmm. right? On clothing, on bags, because uh, like, like we said, I think it was more like every, every so often I would dip into a thrift store. Every so often I dip into a consignment store and get this or see what they had. It wasn't like I was actively hunting or looking. Right. I mostly bought most of my stuff. I would say like, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Ross's, mm-hmm. Target, you know, just getting all my stuff there at discount stores, like you had said, right. you know, but I definitely liked other brands that mm-hmm. were out there. I liked Anthropology. I liked Madewell. I liked all those things, but I never shopped there because no. I could not justify again, spending. You say right? Anthropology and I like, <laughs> I mm-hmm. spent retail on Anthropology well, I, last night, <laughs> but um, before last night, a month or two ago, I was in anth- anthropology and that's like the worst thing you can ever do to yourself, like going into an anthropology store because you want everything. There's just, they're clothing, every, it's just amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And they had a shirt that I really loved and it's super colorful and it was perfect shirt for work. And I didn't even look at the price. I just bought it 
I don't ever do that. But like, I was like, I want this shirt. Like, this is mm-hmm. something that I need in my wardrobe and I paid retail price. And then I got home and I literally contemplated getting back in the car and returning it, returning it literally yeah. within five minutes of me getting home because I couldn't believe I spent $110 on a button up blouse that I've yeah. worn. I'm not kidding. Probably over 25 times in the time that I bought it, but I spent $110 on that. Yeah. That's just unfathomable. Yeah. That's what I mean. But that's what I mean. Like, it's so hard. I think like the bad, like one of the bad things that has happened with me with reselling is, is that like, I already went in with like this preconceived notion of how much I was going to spend on for myself anyways, you know, $125 for a shirt. Absolutely not. Like that was never the case. However, what has happened with me that's been bad about reselling is that I have champagne taste on a beer budget, yep. 100%, yep. 100%. Because now what happens is I don't want to shop at the discount stores anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get like the Target and the Walmart stuff. Like I want the Madewell jeans and I want the Everlane stuff. And I want, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. the anthropology things. And that's probably one of the bad things that came out of reselling yeah, for me. 100% is that I've become such a clothing snob. I, I was going to say, I'm such a snob now. Such a clothing snob. Yeah. Do you but, ever like look at people's like jeans sometimes and you're like, oh, those are black. You got that at Walmart. Not that I should talk because I am close from <laughs> I Walmart just too. Like- <laughs> but like, it, it's true. And I think that the, here's the pros and cons of reselling and then trying to buy things for yourself. Great to find these different brands to sell and make money on because you know that you can make a great profit on it. Awful when you find it in your size. And now you're collecting all these pieces in your own wardrobe. And now when these pieces are like, "Mm, you're kind of over them and you sell them or donate them, whatever it is. Now you got to replenish by those same brands that you had in there because nothing else going to suffice. That's the problem. Like you find that one dress from anthropology and you are- And it's beautiful. something amazing and it's gorgeous and you get tons of compliments when you wear it and it fits really great and and you look great in it you photograph in it and then you're like all right it's time to get rid of it but I want a new anthropology dress you're like oh for like 150 to 168 dollars bought one last night but oh my god is it pretty (laughs) so pretty find me another dress that looks like that for less than 168 dollars you're not going to find one because every other brand that makes a dress similar to what I bought is like 200 plus Yep. Yeah. And then, and then you'll try on like, you know, the, the knockoffs, not the knockoffs, but the inspired by, right. The yeah. stuff that like target like will target, do, right. Half you of know? my and wardrobe just, target. Like, it's just not the same. It's just no. not the same. No. It's not, it's not, I don't care. And what it's you not say. made the same and it doesn't fit the same. So here's my problem with target clothing. I don't care what size they put on there. Okay. It never fits the same way as Madewell, for example, because a lot of the things that they are inspired by is Madewell, especially the universal. Universal threads is 100% Madewell. That's Madewell. There's no way around that. Um, They're extra large, extra, extra large. I don't care. It doesn't fit the same way as a Madewell extra large fits. It just doesn't. It's a different construction. It's never going to be the same. But when I want a certain piece that's on Madewell's website and I don't want to spend the $78, whatever it is, I turn to Target. Yeah. Yeah. And usually in the thrift store over getting it in the retail store, but sometimes the retail store is cheaper than the thrift store for a Target, which is mind boggling to me because they price (laughs) Target up as if it's, as if it is made well. No, 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 Mm -hmm. it's not. You don't need to price this at $12.99. I can get it on sale at Target for the same price. Very true. Or less. 
Very true. And, and I think another, I would say what has changed for good, but also could be bad too, is like you said, the clothing snob aspect of it, where I've become so in tune with cut. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. With fabric, fabric content, all that stuff. Things I would have never have thought when I was shopping. Let me look at the fabric content of this top that I got. Look at the construction of the $3.99. Yeah, no. Look at this. And now I go in there all the time and I always looking at fabric content when I'm going to buy something for myself. I'll be like, well, why is this top at this discount store? $24.99. It's hundred percent polyester. I don't want it. Right. Right. Are you linen? No. Okay. Goodbye. We don't yeah. want you. It's so true. And I, and I think there's something to be said about label porn. I mean, it's a real thing. We have it as a reseller, but as a reseller, you want to build it in your own wardrobe without breaking the bank. And this is like, this is the struggle that happens. I think with a lot of resellers and I, and I, I think it's very easy to cross that border of like shopaholic when you're a reseller, mm-hmm. yes. um, when it comes to inventory and when it comes to your own wardrobe, because you're finding so much of it in your size. Right. So you're just going to keep collecting it. And then it gets to the point where you're like, hold on, I, I'm literally only wearing these seven pieces right here. Why do I have these other 18 off to the side? Yep. I agree. You know, and a lot of it will be like, well, it's because I got it for so cheap or I'll wear it eventually. You know, it's that whole 80, 20 rule. <laughs> yeah. So I but it is, it's, it's tough. It is tough, but something good that has come out for me on reselling is I feel like I dress so much better now. Mm-hmm. Like when I look mm-hmm. at what I was wearing maybe 10 years ago, I'm like, Oh gosh, like that doesn't fit. What right, were you, you doing? Know? What were you thinking? <laughs> Um, so it's like the color's not right. The cut's not right or something. And now it's like, because I become so picky with construction, so picky with, um, certain, like knowing what prints look good on me, what colors to avoid all that kind of stuff. I feel like I dress so much better and so much more for my body because I've learned brands so well that I know that X brand will fit me better than you know, this other brand over here because the construction fits my body type better. Yeah. And I think, um, we'll talk, we'll start talking about the brands and stuff that we resell. Don't worry guys. But I also think it's important to note that as a reseller, you learn about different brands because you are tag hunting. That's basically what you're doing the whole time that you're, that you're out there in the thrift store, you're looking for different tags and you learn about these different brands and you, we come across a lot of really great sustainable brands or brands that no one in the general population would ever really know what they are because they retail for so much money. And they're such a special, like a specialty type of a brand, mm-hmm. um, which I think, again, great for resale, awful when it comes to your own personal <laughs> use, because you get used to certain things. You the know. only category I will say that I don't struggle as much with this is shoes. I know what shoes fit me. I know what shoes don't fit me. It's pretty cut and dry for me. Like, I don't really venture too far out from what I know when it comes to shoes. Um, you know, they have to be obviously a certain width and whatnot, but like, I feel like I'm not as emotionally attached when it comes to shoes and, and even with brand, 
there are certain brands that I would stay away from just because of experience, but like, I'm okay with picking up Franco Sarto for myself. I like his shoes. I love Franco Sarto. I like I Naturalizer. Mm-hmm. They're really oh, I love Naturalizer. You know what else I really like? Gentle Soul. Another great one. Mm-hmm. Gentle Soul. Clark's. Clark's. Yeah, I like exactly. Clark's too. And you know which are my favorite heels too? What? I love Nine West. Uh, I love Nine know? West shoes. Nine I, West, I would never pick up to resell, right? Because it's not what it used to be. It's well, just, it's yeah. a discount. And this is kind of thing. what we're going to, we're going to dive into you guys yeah. is like talking about these types of brands, things that we find that have worked for us, that have been comfortable, things that we hunt for ourselves, but we're not necessarily going to resell these no. because they so, don't have a, a following. I guess let's reason. just get into it, right? We're talking about shoes. Let's, let's get talk into about it. Let's shoes. do it. Let's do shoes. Um, <laughs> I love Rothy's. The chances of me finding Rothy's in a thrift store are pretty slim, right? Mm. But yeah. I own two pairs, but I paid retail. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we were just saying, I'll buy gentle. I love gentle soles leather. I think it's the softest leather for a, like a quote unquote discount shoe. Right. I'll pick it up all day long for myself. Naturalizer, love their sandals. Very mm-hmm. comfortable. Clark's love their boots. Love their boots. Love Clark boots. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like Target shoes for like like an easy like work sandal kind of thing Mm. I pick it up because I know I'm gonna get a season's use out of it and then okay move on I don't really pick them up just because and I will say shoes I've always been kind of snobby about shoes Mm. just because it was the one thing that my parents always taught me like you need a good pair of shoes you You know what I mean sneakers I pay up yeah. So it's like sneakers, different. I pay up, but like I said, um, but like nine West, I love nine West shoes. I, they're my favorite heels to wear. They're actually mm. very comfortable. I have never had problems with them, you know, and I used to wear a lot of heels. I'm only five foot two. So, <laughs> you know, I need, I need the heels, but again, like their resale value is nothing. Um, Eileen Fisher. I love Eileen Fisher yes. shoes and Eileen Fisher shoes don't sell very well, to be honest with you. Um, they're so nice, but they're so nice. They're so comfortable. I absolutely love my Eileen Fisher shoes. I don't we, like free people's shoes. I don't care. What anyone says they're not comfortable. No, I, I've, I've gotten rid of my free people and they're not too. made well. Like actually made, not made well. The brand yeah, they're not like made, made well. well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. they're yeah. not. Yeah, um, they're a very cheap shoe, and they retail for so much money, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much money, and they'll resell for a good amount of money too. But they are just not a good shoe. Um, there was a brand that I was just gonna say, and I just oh, the Nine West. Going back to Nine West. Remember when we were younger? Nine West used to have a like retail store in the malls. Yeah, stores. Yeah. And it was extremely expensive. They were very expensive. Nine West is kind of like Halston where it's like downgraded throughout yeah. the years. Yeah. And I think you can find Nine West and like JCPenney and stuff. Um, I know you can find it at Marshall's and TJ Maxx mm-hmm. as well, but that's the kind of shoe that it's become, you know, and it's, and it's unfortunate, but like you mm-hmm. just said, you find it to be one of the most comfortable for you. I do. I really do. I have no problems with it. I also really like Cole Haan. Mm, Whenever I yes. find Cole Haan shoes, I love Cole Haan. So I'm trying to think what other shoes that I really like that don't really retail for a lot. I mean, obviously, yes, you have Allbirds. Those have kind of gone down a little bit for reselling. I, I like even, them comfortable shoes. I think they're they're okay. They're okay. Like in terms well, see, of sneaker, they're all right. They're okay. See, but then I would argue with you with Rothy's because I've worn a few Rothy's and they've ripped apart my feet. I only like the slip on sneaker style. Oh, okay. I don't like the flat. I can't wear flats. That's the thing. I have a flat foot. 
So I can't wear flats. So don't like when people ask, oh, why don't you know, like teaks, I could never wear teaks. God, no. My foot would be in agony. I don't like ballet flats, to be honest. No, no, I feel like it's too flat on my foot too. But that's why I like a gentle sole or naturalizer or Clark's because they always have a little bit of like a platform or a wedge or something. Mm -hmm. So if you have a flatter foot and they also have the comfort cushioning in their shoes. So it's just, I mean, listen, if you go to the mall, if you go to Macy's and buy naturalizer or any of these brands, you're going to pay 70, $80 for it. They're expensive. Well, all these shoes that we're seeing are expensive though, retail wise. Mm -hmm. So that's why we like, if we find them in the thrift store and they're in good condition, you know, I'm going to pick them up, you know? So Heck yeah. I mean, I, I do like shoes. Shoes took me a while to get into though. I will say for myself to buy for yourself. Yeah. Cause I, I jumped like, into it pretty quick that I don't know, maybe cause I love shoes. So it was yeah. easy for me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see why people take a little bit with it though. Yeah. It took it's me a little, little bit gross. to warm up to it. Took me a little bit to warm up to it, but <laughs> a little dirty. I understand. Um, all right, let's go accessories. So bags, belts, sunglasses, scarves. Um, I'm anything. a handbag snob. So you are a handbag snob. I'm a handbag. You know what snob. I always look for when I'm in the thrift stores? What? Like just 100% leather. If I see 100% yeah. leather and I see Italian leather, I'm usually going to pick that up for myself. I do like that because it doesn't need to be a brand or anything. I just, I really like, I like leather handbags personally. Me too, but mm-hmm. I'm just a brand snob. I always have been, always. <laughs> it's just, it, that's like my one, that's my kryptonite is I need, and and I don't know why. Maybe it's because my grandma was really into bags. Maybe that's oh, why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I always grew up with her buying new leather handbags and her like teaching me about construction of handbags and what leather should feel like and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think that's why I became such a mm-hmm. handbag snob. But she also used to spoil me and buy me Michael Kors or Coach Champ. Like this is, you're talking early 2000s. She would spoil me and get those for me. And um and I think that's why I think I just have always really enjoyed the, I guess, mid-tier to luxury um, handbags. And now with thrifting or consignment or sourcing online, however it works, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've really tried to acquire pieces that I'm going to hold on for a long time mm-hmm. and, and use that knowledge that I have. So I own two Chloe bags, but I source them on Toshmark and they cost me $300 or less for each one. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not paying Chloe price. If you want to buy a brand new Chloe bag, you're, you're spending anywhere from 1200 to 4,000. It depends on the piece. Um, I have a Chloe wallet. I have a Chanel wallet, but like, these are things that I've gotten online sourcing online. These are not things I found at the thrift store. Um, the Mm -hmm. only thing I found at thrift store is a C by Chloe crossbody which was my first like quote unquote luxury bag that I found when I was reselling and I still have it. I actually finally listed it the other day because I wasn't grabbing it anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, I had that listed, but yeah, I just, but every piece that I own is leather. So yes. I also really love coach. I love coach leather bags. I don't care if it's vintage mm-hmm. or modern. I just love their handbags. So I own three um, newer model coach handbags. And yes. I paid outlet prices for that. I didn't pay, um, I didn't thrift them and I didn't pay retail. I paid outlet prices. So it's yeah. a little less. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you coach. I think it's really great for leather goods. I really like that. Like I said, I do, I do enjoy just like some good fossil, some good leather. Yes. Fossil bags. I love fossil bags too. Um, I'm trying to think like, I just thought of one and now I'm going to blank on it. Yeah. I don't like Tory Birch bags. 
throwing it out there. I don't like their leather. It's awful. I personally am just not a big fan of like the giant logo Mm. myself. It's just not really my thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to handbags, I'm definitely can be snooty about it, but I think that I can, I just tend to gravitate towards like, Ooh, Calvin Klein, Calvin Klein has the best leather handbags. Calvin Klein has really great handbags. Really great. I used to own a lot of Calvin Klein bags. I sold all of them. Not for a lot, but. Yeah. My mom loves Calvin Klein handbags. That is her favorite because the leather is so soft. And DKNY. DKNY has the also softest leather. If you like leather leather handbags, if you're going to go to the mall, though, you're going to pay a premium price for them there. They retail for quite a bit, but get them secondhand. You don't pay retail on it all over. Yeah, no way. There's no way, but yeah, no, those are all great. Those are really great. Um, all right. So let's see what else do we have here? Uh, sunglasses. I've never found sunglasses at a thrift store that were worth picking up. Mm-hmm. I'll do like, um, there's like Ray sunglasses. It's like R A E N Rayan mm. or something. Um, I'll find those like pretty cheap and they're usually like a hundred dollars plus and their construction is really good. Um, but the resale value is not really there. I think right. I just recently got a pair for like 20 bucks, you know, so I'll do, I'll do that kind of stuff. Um, I don't do scarves. I don't pick up really any scarves either in the thrift stores. I mean, I obviously, I don't know. I think when it comes to like accessories, I gravitate towards like, not necessarily brands, but like, like vintage cool pieces, you know, mm. like stuff that like is unique when yeah. I'm thinking about for myself, you know? Yeah. Um, I do think I want to, oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry I do think that I want to start looking into scarves to wear on my head oh, yeah. mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. summer. I think it's a really cute trend and I always say I'm going to do it and then I never do. And it's like really big this summer. So I think I'm going to specifically go in and just look at scarves. But here's my thing with scarves. I get overwhelmed with them. There's just so many. There are, there's a lot. There's a lot. I don't pick up so many. So I used to, in a previous life was an accessories buyer Mm -hmm. and I owned honestly like 50 scars like it was just ins- that's ridiculous it was insane how many scars that because I had so many samples that I would get you know and I'd get really really cool patterns cool designs because I was buying for museums mm. so it was like really beautiful stuff and I just had so many and I just I've literally been it's been years and years of me purging 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 and so I don't have that many left so I don't really want to go back down that path yeah yeah <laughs> of a lot of scarves but yeah so I guess with accessories you know it's really just more about like what's the construction of the piece you know um really worn in great leather goods you know that's where you're going to find a lot of the stuff but kind of like what Daniela said you know DKNY and like um what was the other one Calvin Klein all these like brands they're, they're really great they're the great sack. brands that's another good one Oh, the sack. But they're also good to resell. Sack and Fossil are great to resell. So they're kind of like an in-betweener depending on the price point. Um, But the sack and Fossil, I feel like are very similar in their style. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I would agree with you. Great pieces. You You know who else has really good leather too is that White Mountain. Oh, the Stone Stone Mountain. Stone Stone, Stone Mountain. Yeah. I always touch it and like, oh, what are you? You feel really nice. Really, really great. Yeah. They have really great leather. So yeah, see all these brands that we Oh, that Mark Margo. M-O-R-G-E-T, right? Is that is that how Margo? I don't know. But it's like a it's Marshall's thing, and it usually retails at Marshall's for maybe 
40, 50 mm-hmm. in that range. Um, but also it's a, a vegan leather, but it feels really nice. And they have cute little styles. Okay. We're going to move on from handbags. We're I gonna talk about handbags, we can talk about handbags forever. Yep. Um, so dresses. Oh, so dresses. I love, I love language. Dresses. Love thrifting dresses. Almost all of my dresses are thrifted. Actually, I would say probably all my dresses are thrifted. Um, I love going through the dress section and looking at everything in there because to me, dresses, most of the time, like I'll wear a dress like two, three times and I'm good and I can move on to the next one, move on to the next one. And that is, you know, part of that rotating wardrobe Mm. that I just absolutely love that reselling has allowed me to have. So some of my favorite brands and Daniela definitely chime into, like we talk about obviously anthropology, any, any anthropology dresses. I absolutely love to pick those up, whether it's an old style, new style, doesn't really matter. I generally like that. Um, Other dresses, believe it or not, that I really like, I love Banana Republic dresses. Mm -hmm. I love Club Monaco dresses. Mm. Um, And I love Ann Taylor dresses. (laughs) I was just going to say Ann Taylor everything. Yes. Ann Taylor, everything put Ann Taylor in there. I love picking up Ann Taylor for myself. I yeah. really do. They have beautiful prints. I love they their do. prints. They do, but can't resell it to save your life for can't a decent profit. Absolutely not. Not Absolutely. for the thrift store. Sell- okay. Listen, let me correct myself. If you're shopping at the bins or it's dollar day and you can find Ann Taylor, have at it. Can't, that doesn't exist. That just doesn't happen here. It's always priced at like $10 and up. Easy, yeah. easy. Yeah, that is true. But if you're thinking for yourself and you want to get yourself a new dress, a $10 Ann Taylor dress is not a bad. Oh yeah. That's a no brainer. Right. <laughs> I pay $10 for target dresses at Savers or anywhere else that I shop that's secondhand. Mm-hmm. I love a good target dress. I oh, just, yeah. there's Me just too. something about them. They just know how to make dresses. Yeah. Yeah. Target dresses are really great. Another dress that I really like more for, um, like a dressy occasion. You know what I mean? If I'm going out to a party, New Year's Eve or whatever, BCBG. I love BCBG dresses. You remember how big it was when we were younger and like the store and like going into the store and the price point on it. I mean, the price point is still pretty high on it if you buy Mm -hmm. it retail, but it was like, that's whatever. And BB, everyone had BB and BCBG. Don't get them confused, but everyone had them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would say like, uh, for a time period of my life, all my going out dresses were all BCBG, all of them were. And I just recently, like probably like, I don't know, five years ago, started getting rid of them. I have still like two left that I'm like, I can't get rid of these, you know, cause they're like my staples, my go-to like yeah. anytime. doesn't matter if I'm feeling, you know, like hot or not or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I'll just throw them on and I feel good. So BCBG, I love the construction. They make you feel really good. Um, another really great dress too, for career wear that I, when I used to go into the office, I love Calvin Klein dresses, Mm. love them. Their cut is so, so nice. And they just like, they fit you really well. Like they have like that thick scuba kind of material sometimes, you know, um, they're just really well constructed too. What about you, Daniela? What are some dresses that you like? Um, so I don't thrift a lot of dresses for myself besides like some target ones and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times I just kind of go buy off a style, not necessarily brand when I'm looking at dresses. Yeah, I'm definitely someone that's very particular in the way the dress has to fall on me because of just my body shape. So Mm -hmm. I've always been broad, like broad shoulders, but I have a small waist, short torso, 
I have long legs, but I'm curvy. So like my body's awkward when it comes to certain, like I can't wear a sheath dress. I can't do a shift dress. Like that just doesn't look right on me. I can't mm-hmm. do empire waist because I look pregnant. Like that's just the way that it is. <laughs> um, so I've learned what style to get, I guess. So that's typically what yeah, I'm like, what cut works mm-hmm. for you. Yep. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think that's really fair. I do the same thing too. I'll look at like the cut and I'll get a lot of really random boutique brands that yeah, don't, they don't know, necessarily mean anything. Don't mean anything, but uh, like, oh, this kind of looks like a reformation dress or this kind of looks like a spell mm-hmm. dress and the cut works. And yep, I will, I'll definitely do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I will say that like, so today, for example, I picked up a target dress, but it's very similar to a Madewell dress that I was looking at on their website. Uh, again, they mimic a lot of the same styles, right? And it was only $10 and it's new with the tag. So like, that's a no brainer. I'll wear it probably this season and I'll probably send it to thread up next season. Like I'm probably not going to keep it. I don't get emotionally attached to stuff like that. Um, but then, like I said <laughs> previously, I paid $168 for an anthropology dress that I'm going to keep for probably 10 plus years because it's just a classic style. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have, and we can talk about this later on in episode two is um, when it comes to like building your wardrobe and incorporating some of these pieces that you're going to pay a little bit more money for because you know that you're going to keep it for a long period of time mm-hmm. um, and how to kind of maneuver that aspect of it. Uh, but yeah, I definitely go more so on style than, than brand, but I did agree with the ones that you, you mentioned Calvin mm-hmm. Klein um, again, DKNY, like the tried and true mall brands, I think are safe to say, if you can find it at a good price at the thrift store, get it. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't buy fast fashion dresses. Just don't do it. Don't buy fast, fast fashion. Like dresses. don't buy you? fashion Nova. Don't. Oh, don't buy. Well, I will say I do buy some H and M dresses. Okay, H and M I feel like is in a different bracket because the Mm -hmm. at least the quality is not just straight. No, I don't. I I guess what you're trying to think is like Fashion Nova, Shein, 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 Cheyenne, Shen. I don't know how you say it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but yeah, like those when I but I when I feel it, I'm like, no, this feels like tissue. I don't want to wear this on my. Right, literally like tissue paper. You're on a budget, right? Let's talk about someone who doesn't have a full-time job like us. You're on a budget mm-hmm. and you want to build a closet with really great pieces, but you can't spend even the $15, $16 that some of these dresses might be priced at. Um, obviously go in their sales, right? Or coupons or whatever it is that you have. Yeah. But just by feeling a piece, you'll be able to tell if it's worth you spending that eight, nine, $10 on. And I'll tell you right now, if you're going to pick up a fashion over dress, and yes, I know that, you know, thrifting and everything it's all cyclical and you're still reusing and all of that but like that dress is gonna rip really quickly on you and you just spent ten dollars on it and you're gonna have to spend another 10 in like a month or two Mm. so Mm. like I think keeping that in mind too you don't necessarily have to be brand focused but be quality focused yeah yeah I think that's fair I think that's fair that's my spiel because I I hate touching that stuff when I'm on the racks I'm like this is literal garbage yeah. It will yeah. tear in two seconds. And, and like, I don't, it's I don't sweaty, like the, it's hot. Like ugh. that's the thing too. It's just, it's, it's just a lot of that fabric. It doesn't breathe. No. And when you're actually wearing breathable fabric, it's a big, big difference. Yeah. So um, sorry if that comes yeah. off as snobby. It's not, that's not what I'm trying to be. It's just, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think that it's coming off as a snobby at all, but this is like, we talked about earlier, right? We said that we're, we've become, this is what reselling has done to us. Dude. Mm-hmm. We've become clothing snobs. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. 
and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And I, I know that there are other people out there that feel the same way because you do, you, you get so focused in your business when it comes to construction and the details, right? And you know what yep. is going to bring you more money. And it's like, you start feeling these fabrics for yourself. You might try them on when you get home and you're like, wow, this is an amazing. You find a piece that's your size, you put it on. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't own anything like this. This is amazing. Yep. So it's just about like, talking about that, you know, because like I said, that is something that's really changed for me too, because I used to wear all that kind of stuff all the time. And then me when too, I, when I don't know how I did it, <laughs> fabrics, I was like, Oh my God, like I'm not sweating under my armpits so yeah. much. Let's be honest. You yeah. know, my boobs are not sweating. I'm not yep. getting all that kind of stuff. And it's like, I feel like I can move around a lot more. I feel yep. more comfortable. And the fabric doesn't smell. Oh, the worst. Because the polyester oh, stinks. Yes. It stinks. It grabs on yes. to your stink and holds on to it. <laughs> Don't do it. I mean, please. yes, we're ladies, but still. <laughs> Listen, we all sweat, all right? We all sweat. <laughs> anyway. All right, my friends, let's move on to outerwear. I love thrifting outerwear. Yeah, I, love- I think I think it's like one of those things where like you can really acquire really neat vintage outerwear pieces. So the brand mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily matter when it comes mm-hmm. to outerwear really nice wool coats or like fur, like with the fur, um, trims and stuff, like just really unique things that probably cost hundreds of dollars. Oh yeah. 1960, 1970, you know? Mm -hmm. And now it's like, all right, it's 1999 at the thrift store, but it's a coat and it's in great condition and it's great quality. The brand doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But like, Hey, if you're, if you're looking at a coat, a wool coat for 20 bucks, that's a good deal. Period. Right. Because <laughs> Coats, outerwear is definitely somewhere where you definitely want to be construction snob and fabric snob mm-hmm. because I, I do remember some of my first coats that I got, you know, were cheap polyester coats and you could feel them right away and they don't keep you warm. They just don't. And it was a waste of money. So some like outerwear pieces that I would say, maybe not on the, on the fancier side, but I could say for like everyday outerwear stuff, like I love LL Bean. I really do. L.L. Bean makes really great stuff. So like windbreakers, you know, um, just like out, like outerwear pieces, like, like hiking pants, all that kind of stuff. Great brand doesn't have a huge resale value, which I don't know why, unless it's the bean boot. I know the bean boot does really well. Um, but I, I do recommend it. Eddie Bauer is another good one too. If you can find Eddie Eddie Bauer, right. Mm -hmm. That's a great one. Marmot is another really good outdoor I'm brand. I'm so surprised that Marmot just doesn't retain its value in the resale it world. It doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. I don't. I mean, Marmot is, is absolutely great mm. as another, um, like outdoory, outdoorsy right, right. brand, you know, that you can do. And, um, I'm trying to think of what else, but when it comes to like coats, right? Like if you want to talk about fancy coats, J crew coats, mm-hmm. hands down my favorite, J. I will crew pay coats. up. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care either. I'll pay up for a J crew coat a hundred percent. Um, I've done some Zara coats too, and they've oh, been fine. Great construction, great, great construction, construction. And they tend to like hold up for yeah, quite a few. Well, I think two of my main coats are from Zara. Um, also there's not um, Bernardo. Either. What did you say? I said not cheap either. No, not cheap, but there are Bernardo coats. Oh Those yeah, are Bernardo's good. good. Um, Andrew Mark 
Mm-hmm. Also, those don't re- those don't resell for a lot, but those are pretty good construction yep. coats as well. And believe it or not, Guess Guess has really great coats. I feel like Guess is making a comeback. They, I think they are. They're very they're like Y2K. Yeah, I definitely think they're making a comeback. There was um oh my god, the brand just escaped me. Um, it's called like Mark Anthony something. <sighs> But they make very similar coats to like Bernardo, like the quilted coat mm-hmm. and all of that. It's like Mark, Mark Andrew, Mark Andrew, maybe. I don't know, but it's. Like I think I said those... that. No, I said that. It's like Andrew Mark, Andrew Mark, Aunt Mark. Aunt... Isn't it Mark Andrew? It. You guys have seen it. You've seen it. <laughs> I don't know. But either way. You're all it... naughty. And you're like, yes, I've seen that. I've seen right? that. Those coats are good. Mm-hmm. They look like Calvin Klein kind of too. Like, I feel like they all kind of mimic each other. Yeah um calvin klein another another again again with the calvin klein guys it's it's good calvin klein's great overall it's a great brand to pick up for yourself right if you can Mm -hmm. find made well for yourself awesome have at it that's fantastic Mm -hmm. if you can Mm -hmm. find all those other brands that we thrift to resell that's that's great i don't generally come across i mean I've come across Max Mara and all of that, but it's not a daily occurrence that you come across that. No, and you know, you're right about the Calvin Klein coats. I didn't even think about that. I actually just got rid of one of my Calvin Klein puffers when I moved back to um, San Diego. And it was one that I had for years and I had to finally get rid of it because it had like an oil stain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it yeah. was like one of those like ones that you could compact down into a small mm-hmm. little tiny bag, but their quilted jackets are really great. Also, believe it or not, Wilson Leather. Oh, Wilson, yeah. leather. Wilson leather, man. Those stores were like the it place. In yeah, the early 2000s. but their stuff is good. Their stuff is good, actually. Like it does hold up and, and, it, and it, it's a decent jacket and you can probably find it for a decent price, even at the thrift store too. Um, I know everyone buys the Michael Kors jackets, coats, whatnot, because they're everywhere in the discount stores and malls. I've owned lots of them. They never last long. They just never Last I've never month. bought them. I've never been a fan of Michael Kors, to be honest with you. So you know, I don't think I've ever owned anything from him. I, I, I have, I still have one that my grandmother bought me that like for sentimental reasons, I can't get rid of, even though mm-hmm. like I am, I can zip it up and that's about as far as it goes, just can't move in it. Cause it's from like 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, I bought a Sam Edelman coat off of, um, Steven C fashion guru two years ago. It's my favorite winter coat. And it's not like a super high retail. That's a good one too, though. Like I actually like Sam Edelman's, um, well, their shoes. I like their shoes, but I also do like their, their, their clothing is actually really nice. Yeah. And the coat has been great. It's like, there's no, um, pills coming out, like the little feathers, there's no rips, no stain. I mean, like, and it washed really nicely. I was really impressed, um, because I wouldn't think to pick up Sam Edelman coat for myself, Mm-hmm. because you're just so used to seeing the same things over and over and over again. Right. And it just, I was like, Oh, Sam Edelman. Okay. We'll try it. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. No, I think that's a great one. I think that that yeah. is really good, you know? And, and like we said, you can see there's so many great brands out there that you can thrift for yourself that again, people don't think right for resale value, but if you're looking for a coat for yourself, like these are all really, really great brands. And like we said, in outerwear, what we talked about, like, yes, we know Patagonia, blah, blah, blah. We get it. But like, there's so many other better, like great outdoor brands, you know, and uh, blank like, NYC. I'm sorry. They have cute things. Blank NYC has the cutest jackets. Yes. They, I love super their cute. jackets. They're super cute. And then, um, another one that I was going to say for, for outdoor stuff is just REI. I was gonna, yeah. Like, I was going to mention REI. We the in-house brand mm-hmm. that they sell their own stuff. It's really well constructed and it's like, and it will hold up and it does last. 
Um, and I think those are all the ones that I can think of for Columbia, but Columbia can resale really well too. It just depends on the piece. I do like to find Columbia though for myself too. Mm -hmm. I do. I have like, and I get, um, I'll get Columbia jackets even for like Ellie because they make a lot of little kid stuff too. Yeah. Um, and you can get it for pretty, pretty good prices too. That's another good one. Danielle. That was good yeah, one. Columbia. I mean, we're in New England, so we see all, well, I'm in New England now, but Jen was in New England and these are all brands that you see all the time. All the time. All the time. Absolutely. Um, oh, jeans. I love jeans. Me too. But I'm, again, I'm a jean snob. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm a jean snob. Oh no, I'm 100% a jean snob <laughs> because I'm all about the butt. What does my butt look like? I need those pockets to be sitting in a specific angle of my cheek so that my butt looks good. <laughs> right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's okay. just the way it is. It's a real um, thing, people. Look it up. Look up on YouTube. There, there, are, there are videos about like what the pockets are supposed to do for your butt. Because if that sense. pocket, if that pocket is actually lower than your butt cheek, do not buy them. It drags your butt it down. Drags your butt down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the concept of the leggings that they like the scrunchy leggings that came out. That's why mm-hmm. they came out with them is so that it created that lifted look in the way that they scrunch. Anyway, digressing. Um, <laughs> I think that when it comes to jeans. I, I really can't buy anything other than good American mm-hmm. and made well. They're like my tried and true and they just fit my body correctly. Although made well can be tricky sometimes. I feel like even though they make extended sizing, they still haven't a hundred percent like understood how to create the curve where good American has just mm-hmm. nailed it. 100% nailed it. And oddly enough, if you are someone out there who's listening, who's around my size. So like you're plus size, but you're not really plus size. You're kind of like in that in-between teetering where you're like 14 to like 18, depending on the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, frame actually makes really good stretch denim in a size. They go up to size 34, I think is the highest that they go up to. And it actually fits really nicely. The only thing I have to say about frame is that um, if it's too stretched out, it'll just fall because it's it's like any other jean that has spandex in it right it just after a while it just doesn't last that long but um my closet is made well good american and a couple of frame pieces i i can fit in like the target jean so sometimes look at that american eagle if you Mm -hmm. can find it a good price i think is a great jean to um look into as well uh not a fan of like page hudson not a fan of that i know levi's is going to be jen's thing Levi's, (laughs) Levi's, Levi's. Yes. I absolutely love, love, love Levi's. Um, I can find them for pretty cheap. Obviously you have to be careful, right? Because the more spandex in it, it, there is in there, like the more, um, pulled the fabric is going to be, but really for me, and I'm kind and I'm trying to look at some of our notes that we had about the Levi's episode. I don't know where I put it, but there is, um, I want to say it's the 720s. 721, 711. Yeah, 711, 721. Those are my favorite jeans. I love those so much. They make my butt look good. They have just enough stretch in them. I'm not like feeling like I'm in like, I don't like it when my jeans are super, super tight. Like as if they're leggings. I don't like that look. Um, So I do love those. And that's more of their shapewear. And I don't like 
leggings for jeans thing. It's just not my thing. If I'm going to wear leggings, I'm going to wear leggings. <laughs> I'm not going to wear jeans that look like leggings. So yeah. So those ones, the seven twenty ones, are like my favorite. I absolutely love those. I love the mile high skinny too. Those are really, really great too. Um, those ones, yes, they can resell for a little bit more, but you can find, you can find a lot of these Levi's. So super, super cheap. Like those yeah. absolutely no problem. See, I would say that the seven elevens and the seven twenty ones don't necessarily resell unless you're getting it for like they really 10 don't bucks resell. and under they really don't resell for a lot not and nothing like a rib cage or anything like that then no gonna- no no and 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 again that's why like we want to we really want to try to focus as much as we can on like these jeans that you can get them for a good deal you know um but basically yeah like like I said, those, those styles are always kind of my favorite. Um, I would agree with you on frame. I think frame is great. I love frame jeans. I think that they, they do really well. Another jeans that I absolutely love are the, um, citizens, the rocket. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't there another one to the Roxanne? Isn't the Roxanne another one? That's the Roxanne is another one, but there's like the Farrah. The Farrah. Yep. That's those. They don't sell as like people actually resell them. They try to sell them for a lot, but they never go for a lot. I usually can get them for, um, use anywhere between 25 and 35, which I think is a good deal. I was going to say the same about frame. It doesn't have a resale value anymore. Unless it's new at tag, you might be able to get a higher amount, but frame really doesn't resale for what it once did. Mm -hmm. So I know people might be listening and saying, I thought frame was a really great brand. It is for yourself, but in terms of resale, it's not going to give you what you think it's going to give you. No, absolutely not. Um, another thrift store doesn't think so though. Yeah. The thrift stores. Yeah. It depends on the thrift store. Right. Um, when it came to like maternity, I'll say my favorite maternity jeans are AG, the Adrian Goldschmidt. Mm. Um, those used to resell for pretty well. They don't really resell that much yeah. anymore, um, unfortunately. Madewell um, maternity still does well, right? Madewell maternity, yeah, that one does really well. If you can find some Madewell maternity, maternity, I would definitely grab those. Um, I do like, I do, although these resell really well though. I do like the Everlane, the cheeky. Yeah. The cheeky. I mean, Everlane you know, and everything Everlane, period. Yes. <laughs> but again, it's a cheeky crop. Again, I'm five foot two. I'm small, you know? So for me, actually cropped jeans are actually like, they actually fit me like normal jeans because that's what they're supposed to look like, I guess. And like, so whenever I would get ankle crop, that's what I would get. Um, Joe's jeans, believe it or not. I love Joe's mm. jeans. I used to, their construction is really great. I used to wear them. I used to actually buy um, them retail too, because I just really enjoyed wearing them. Um, and like they fit, they fit really great too. I'm trying to look at like Abercrombie. Abercrombie jeans. New Abercrombie, not old Abercrombie. Not New old. Ab- yeah. New Abercrombie, really mm-hmm. good. I already said American Eagle. Paxson, if you can fit into those brands, those three are your tried and true mall brand, but man, they're, they've gotten so good over the years and gap. I can't forget my gap, but listen, gap. Jeans. I love gap. I love yep. the gap. Yeah. Um, what is it? Cap. Um, they, they have, have like a cheeky. straight leg jeans. They, they have, have their a cheeky now jeans. That's good. They're great. Those mm. are really great. If you can, like when you go to, you'll see them all the time in the thrift stores. Um, also I actually really like J crew jeans too. The high rise. Mm-hmm. The, um, what is it called? The, the toothpick, the toothpick. Thank you. You're welcome. I do like, they the don't toothpick. resale anymore, but they definitely are at the thrift store. <laughs> oh, they don't resale at all. No, mm-hmm. not even those close. Are, those are fun. I do like those. And then I'm trying to think of like what other jeans that I, 
I think that that's it. I mean, we've named a lot of jeans. I mean, there's some really great expensive jeans that if you come across, by all means, pick them up for yourself, but we're not yeah. going to talk about those. Well, we're not going to talk about those. We want to talk about the jeans that generally, like when I'm looking, like if I need a new pair of like, you know, straight leg mm-hmm. jeans or whatever, this is what I'm looking for. Right. Yeah. And so like we talked about like the mall brands, you know, like I, I agree with you, American Eagle. I love, I love selling myself some American Eagle too. Um, but really, I think that that's it. That's all that we have. I think we named off a lot of jeans though. Yeah. For my plus size friends that are listening, um, you'll always find a lot of Torah jeans in the plus size section, but you just have to be mm-hmm. careful because they get really stretched out. Um, yeah. It's definitely a jean that you want to, even if you have to buy it, try it on and exchange it kind of thing, just because there's a lot of spandex in those. Um, but yeah, you can spandex. find some really good plus size LL Bean. They can find some good LL Bean straight leg cotton jeans. You can definitely find Gap. Um, you can find Lane Bryant. You can you can definitely find me made well and good American. Listen, it's happened. I found it before. I found it in varying sizes from size 14 to 26. I found it before. So that's awesome. It doesn't happen often, but it, it can happen. Or just look for it online. If your thrift stores don't have a good plus size section, go on Poshmark, eBay, Mercari, wherever you're gonna find it on there. You know, I buy a lot of my jeans just because I know what cut I like. Right. And then I buy a lot of them, but you do need to uh, online, but you do need to be like Daniela said, you need to be careful because when it comes to stretch denim, it's like, sometimes it could be too stretched out. And it's just one of those things where it's like you wear them once or twice and they're starting to fall off your hip. And that's that, that can be really frustrating. It can be, you can try to shrink it all you want, but it's spandex and elastic doesn't come back (laughs) when you try to shrink it. We didn't have athletic wear on here, but I want to talk about athletic wear because I think that we are conditioned as resellers to pick up Girlfriend Collective and Aloe and Lululemon and blah, 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 right? Right. Um, Which are all wonderful brands. If you can find it at the thrift store, I found Lululemon's today, like in my size. Great. Paid $14 for it. So happy. Didn't have to spend a hundred plus dollars on it. Right. Um, But I, I think we've talked about it before. I think that Gap, Gap Fit is amazing. I love Gap Fit. Yep. I absolutely do. Athleta, amazing. Same company. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think, listen, All in Motion is great too. The Target brand, their quality is really, really good. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with it. Um, I also think that, oh my God, the name just left my brain. I hate when this happens, when you're thinking of a brand and you can see it in your, like, I literally can see it and I can't think of the name. Yeah. Um, It'll come back to me. You're fine, but yeah, like Daniela said, there's so many really great athletic brands that are out there. Like it's just about the feel, right, of the fabric. And like I've, I've actually, it was funny. I, I grabbed these. You've heard PE Nation, yes. And Never I like found that. it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, so I did find those in Austin, and I was gonna grab grab them, but luckily they were my size, and I actually tried them on because I was curious. And I had to do the bend over test, you know, oh, the dreaded <laughs> bend over test with leggings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, you can see. You can, you <laughs> no, can thank see. you. <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. But um, oh, my gosh, there's so many amazing other brands out there. Like Calvin Klein Performance is another. I own two and I love them. Yeah. Like those, those are really great. Um, another one is Yogalicious, believe it or not. Oh my God. Yeah. Yogalicious 90 Reflex. Is that the name? 90 90 Reflex. Reflex. Those are all really great. And you know, another one, you find it a lot more in Massachusetts. I will say Reebok. I like work. I love Reebok workout wear and I love New Balance workout wear. Oh my God. New Balance leggings. So soft. 
so soft, so great. Oh my gosh, they're really nice. Now, when it comes to comfort, I love American Eagle. American Eagle, like their their airy line. Oh my god, I bought a pair. <laughs> True story. I was like, do I buy a pair of airy leggings? Like, am I too old to wear airy leggings? Oh my god, I never want to take them off. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They're so yeah. good. They're very comfortable. Very, very comfortable. And they're very flattering. I was mm-hmm. surprised at how flattering they were. And they fit. Like I fit in an extra large, no problem. I could probably size down to a large. So, and they're very soft. You know what they remind me of? Uh, Girlfriend Collective. I feel like they took aspects of Girlfriend Collective and created their own little soft, buttery. I could see that. Legging. Mm. I see that. Yep. Um, when it comes to like workout bras, if you wanted to get some good workout bras, I would say um, moving Victoria's. comfort. Oh, I'll say Victoria's I would say Secret. moving moving comfort, but Victoria's Secret too. Mm. Um, you know, because um, for you know us girls who have have some have some boobs, yeah. um, <laughs> you know that's always really important to have something that's actually gonna like hold them down, but not like pinch them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. so like both those brands are actually really great brands when it comes to like, you know, your workout bras. NYX. Can't really find the thrift store. It's not really popular yet, but NYX, it's um, K-N-I-X. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent, excellent bras. Yeah. They have they sports are, bras and, they are, and leggings. So they're good. expensive and they are expensive. They mm-hmm. definitely are. So yeah, you can find those. I mean, there, you can see there's so many great brands out there. Oh. That we keep going. We really could keep going. Let's talk about housewares. Like- <laughs> Let me tell you, houseware. I'll pick up anything if it's made in Italy, made in Portugal. Looks nice. I grab anything from like William Sonoma. Oh, Crate William and Sonoma, Crate and Barrel, mm-hmm. Sir Latob. Oh, yeah. Yep. All that stuff. West Elm. <laughs> I have yet to find West Elm. Yeah. I haven't found that yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's so many, so many great pieces. And like we obviously, yes, there's tops, but tops like Danielle and I kind of talk. I don't about want to talk about tops. Tops, oh, honestly, man. like, yeah, I, I rotate my tops like crazy. I don't care what the top is. It mm. depends on my mood. <laughs> um, and then sweaters is kind of the same thing, too. Like, you know, it's kind of like we go to the same tried and true, like those like top tier mall brands, mm-hmm. which are not really top tier reselling brands, right, which is right. funny. But like, I love, like, let's say, for example, I love a good gap sweater, you know, they're like $70 new. And so I'll get mine for $7.99 instead at the thrift store. (laughs) I like a Calvin Klein sweater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I like a vintage sweater that has no name. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like tops are just kind of like, I don't think there's any point of us really talking about that, but I mean, really, honestly, you guys, these are kind of all the brands and things that we love to see, you know? So it's like going for those tried and true, those pieces that, you know, that they, those companies that have really good reputations for building really great stuff, yet somehow they just don't have a resale following. So and it's, it's like crazy how I that happens. Like it. who dictates that? I mean, obviously us as resellers, but like, is it the people who are buying it though that really dictate it? I feel like that's really what it comes down to. It's the buyers because yeah. they might be able to find it themselves, obviously, in the thrift store or at these, you know, discount discounted stores, and it's just more accessible to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I want to know who dictates the market for this. Yeah, it would be interesting, but I don't know. And then the last thing that I can tell you guys too, from a kid clothing perspective, you know, if you're looking for like good quality kid clothing, um, believe it or not, H&M, their clothing mm. is really cute. It does. And it's, um, and it holds up pretty well. Um, my absolute favorite would be, um, I absolutely, I love Zara, Zara kids clothing. You know, you can actually find a lot of it pretty cheap in like bundles and then gap kids clothing. Say, gap kids up. is what I bought Ellie all the time, <laughs> all the time. I never like Danielle was out. I was like, just look for gap, you know, gap <laughs> does really, really well. And it holds up very well. Um, you can also cat and Jack from target. Um, that specific brand does actually pretty well too. Um, when it comes to like holding up, you know, in the construction yeah. for kids and it's trendy and their, their stuff is really cute. Um, Hannah Anderson, obviously, but that does have a higher resale value. Um, but really I just, I dress Ellie and mostly like H and M, you know, and use H and M Zara gap is usually what I dress her in. Mall brands. And- at the end of the day, it's mall brands. brands. It's mall <laughs> brands. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about one thing before we close out the episode. And it's these, the, this now world that we live in as resellers, right? And Jen and I are in a different space, I think, in our lives now than like 10 years ago. And um, I think we're in a different place when it comes to building our wardrobe as well. So I think it's important to talk about this too. Because, you know, we talk about different brand stuff that you can find that are really affordable, um, that aren't necessarily things that you would resell, but you can put in your closet, which we absolutely do. But I think we also, I know I can speak for myself and I know Jen's in a similar boat where we're trying to build like a capsule wardrobe. And if you don't mm-hmm. know what that means, it's like having these very specific pieces, kind of very minimalistic, like not a ton of pieces, but some really great items, great brands, great fabric content, um, great everything. Like it's just, and maybe they retail for more, but they're pieces that you're going to keep for 10 plus years kind of thing. And that's kind of the mode that Jen and I are in. Mm -hmm. So yes, we do pick up a lot of things that we talked about and rotate them out and all that, because I think it's healthy to have that as a shopper. I think you need to have a variation because it gets boring, you know, but that's also what reselling has been able to give us too, is like, I don't feel that guilt of getting rid Mm -hmm. of something because either A, I can sell it, you know, or B, I'll I'll just re-donate it. And I don't feel so bad because I didn't spend so much in the beginning. Right. So yeah, no, I think you bring up a really interesting point. You know, it's just about building, building up that collection and you know, but also figuring out what are your evergreen pieces going to be? What are the pieces that we're actually spending a lot of money on? And, and I think you, you bring up a really good point. You know, there, there definitely are some things that I'm willing to spend more money on so that I can keep and I can rotate out or I know I'm going to wear a lot, you know? And right. so it needs to hold up wash after wash after wash kind of thing. Yeah. And if you have the means to pay retail for some of the, I think always look for secondhand or always look for a discount. Right. But if you have to pay retail, cause you really can't find it anywhere. I think it's understanding when it's okay to do that. And what kind of pieces are you willing to, to spend that money on? If you have the means to do it, you don't have to do like capsule wardrobes are definitely something that um, influencers kind of made popular, right? Like being sustainable and minimalistic, but spending money on these brands. Like it's definitely a big blogger thing that started happening over the last few years. But I do think it's something important um, 
especially if you're in the business space. So I am, I go to an office every day and I think it's important to have those tried and true pieces that are classic that you can kind of wear for the next 20 years if you want to, if it's made out of really great cotton, really great hemp, um, linen, whatever it is, it's going to last forever. You can wash it a hundred times. And as long as you're gentle with it and you're not putting in the dry, you know, in the dryer, it's going to last, you know, you just got to maintain it. Yeah. Then I think that like, you've, we've kind of alluded to that a little bit, like where we talk about like, yes, we try to do a capsule wardrobe. Yes. We try to be minimalistic and it is more because I don't like a lot of stuff in my yeah, life. I don't, I don't like stuff in my house. I don't, I don't want to use all my closet space. That's just who I am. Um, I find it, I find for myself that I feel so much better when I know everything has its own place mm-hmm. and I have space to put things in and I'm not shoving things into drawers or into closets, you know, which so, can happen with tops tops get shoved. exactly. And that's exactly why, like we talked about like tops and sweaters are two things that I rotate out like crazy yep. in my life, because I'm just like, I don't care. Cause what's the thing that you fo- get photographed in the most, or that people remember the most it's your tops. Mm-hmm. So it's like tops. I'm okay with constantly rotating them out. I don't care the brand really. I don't yep, really no like me, me, like, unless it's like a white button up top, like I, you know, something that's like a classic piece that I need something good, yeah. you know, other than that, all my prints, I usually, you know, maybe rotate them out two or three times a year. Yeah, me too. I'll do that. Um, but then, you know, with like jeans, for example, those are things where I'm going to be willing to pay up a little bit more for, because jeans, I will wear jeans and keep them for at least, I would say like three to five years is usually what a a good jean will last you, you know, and then it kind of starts, you're like, "Eh, I think it's time to run, rotate this out. Um, same with coats. Same with coats. I don't rotate my coats very often. I don't either. I usually stay for a long time. They stay for a long time. I think really with coats, like depending on where you live, of course, though, right? Um, but I generally try to only keep probably three coats. Mm-hmm. I do like a like a more everyday sporty coat, yep. a classic black coat. And then I have a tan coat that I like. And mm-hmm. then, you know, so like to so that you can switch up the black and the and the tan every once in a while. Sometimes the rain jacket. A plaid. Hmm? Rain jacket. You gotta have some kind of rain or trench oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. Gotta have that. True. You do have to, but you have to have a lightweight one for spring because in New England, the temperature is obviously different. And they need one for fall that's a little heavier because it's fall and it's cold and it's raining. <laughs> yeah. On it. And honestly, if you live in warmer weather, you really only need two, two coats. You need mm-hmm. one, one coat in the morning when it's somewhat cold, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. and it can, I would say a more casual coat, you know, and then a, like something like a windbreaker. Mm. You know, not like, cause it barely rains out here, but <laughs> this is true. I mean, these are kind of, yeah, the things that we like, we talk about, you know, like outerwear is generally an evergreen piece. You want to pay up a little bit more jeans. You want to pay up a little bit more dresses. I think it can be either, or yeah. you can have your everyday dresses that I think that you should pay less for and, you know, just have fun and rotate those out. But then you might want to have your classic little black dress, right? that is like a really good piece that fits really well and that you're going to want to um, keep for a couple of years or something. Um, we could keep talking let's... about clothes for like hours. I, I don't know. know if you guys How could tell. How long is this episode? It's I don't know. Really it's got to be close to an hour, maybe more. Who even, I don't even know anymore. I don't know. No, it's got to be more than an hour. Didn't we start at like I think it's more 30? <laughs> I hope you guys are still here and that we didn't exhaust you because we were really excited about this. And I think we talked over each other a lot. <laughs> so 
sorry. But listen, we really like clothes and I can't help it. But I also think it's important to like understand other resellers perspective and hearing what we like to buy for ourselves. Like I don't necessarily focus on brand. I think that's the most important thing that I could say in this episode is brand doesn't really matter. Um, It's more about the content and construction. And that's, that's really it. You do, you buy whatever you want for yourself. It, it doesn't matter. And if you want to pay up for something, pay up for something. No one's going to, you know, say anything to you. I just think as a reseller, it's very hard to get out of your own head when it comes to paying up and understanding that it's okay sometimes if you have the means to pay up for some things and make yeah. yourself happy. Because that that's what shopping is kind of all about. It unfortunately increases the serotonin and it makes you feel real good. <laughs> Well, I would agree. I agree. But definitely thrifting can take you a long way. And it can give you that rotating wardrobe or whatever it is that you're looking for. It definitely can give you that because I will say something that I've been so happy about when it comes to reselling and secondhand shopping is that I I can now afford all these pieces that I always Mm -hmm. wanted. I always wanted to see Madewell in my closet and anthropology in my closet. And I never could do that before without thrifting. And it's like, yes, I know there's a little bit of, like you said, that like label thing where it's like, I like to see those labels in my closet, but you know, but then there is a point eventually in reselling where you just kind of get over that too. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, I just want to get a really well-constructed piece. I don't really care what the brand is. Um, And, and, and that's, what's really nice about it is that with thrifting, you can do that. You can, you can have your cake and eat it too. Right. Yeah. (laughs) One more before we go. I didn't even think of it until just now Nordstrom house brands, any of them great for yourself. That's such a good one. I just thought of it. I'm like, well, wait, we didn't mention any of the Nordstrom house brands. I don't care which one it is. BP Nordstrom. And I don't care any of them, any of the house brands. They're great. Any of the house are their, their workout line. Zella. Mm Mm-hmm. Great brand, great workout brand. I love their stuff. And so, yeah, there's there's so many great things out there. So just, yeah, happy shopping, I guess, everybody. Yeah, ha- have fun and let us know if you, like what some of your favorite brands are that you thrift for yourself. Maybe we didn't even mention t-shirts. It's probably because Jen and I don't really wear t-shirts, but I'm sure there's really great t-shirt brands out there or just t-shirts in general that you should be looking out for for your own closet that don't necessarily resale. I know nothing about t-shirts, so I don't either. If I like the logo, I usually will get it. Yeah. Or I just buy Everlane because they have really good basics. Yeah, they have nice t-shirts, nice yeah. boxy mm-hmm. t-shirts. Yeah. Anyway, we could keep going clearly and this episode's never going to end. Um, so we will be back next week, friends, with a fun interview with a lovely guest. So stay tuned for that. Um, until next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.